Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, guys. How you doing? We're doing really well. We are doing very well. We appreciate you jumping on with us. And I got to know, as we get closer to the draft, only nine days away, I don't know what you can or cannot say about all of this, but do the situations involving Kelvin Joseph impact your thoughts about the defensive backfield and drafting cornerbacks going into the draft? We are always into uh, taking the best player on our board, as you know, and uh, not unlike we did with CD, uh, you know, we took the, the best player there when we weren't necessarily needing a, needing a wide receiver. So, uh, you know, we try to uh, have the depth, uh, have what we need on our roster going into the draft so that we're not affected by being able to take the best player on the board. We got word that, and I'm hoping you confirm this, that Kelvin Joseph was part of y'all's voluntary workouts. Is that the case? And if that is the case, do y'all believe he is in the clear legally then? Uh, the the investigation's ongoing. We're waiting to get all the information. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we uh, he, he was here uh, yesterday and uh, participating in the off-season program. And then the last question I'm curious about that is, can you tell us when y'all found out that there could be an issue? Were you surprised by this since it had happened a month before? When did y'all find out that there could be issues involving Kelvin Joseph? We're not going to comment any further on uh, any of the details at this point. Uh, the investigation's uh, ongoing. We're obviously getting uh, you know, a, a lot of details here, but uh, that's all we're going to say at this point. All right, Stephen. Then I'm kind of I'm kind of curious as the you know you're looking at the personalities of players that you're drafting. You're you're looking at guys and you're going, okay, this is a college kid. I know what I was like in college. You know what you were like in college, and you're you're trying to kind of go through the the mind of what they will grow into. What are those conversations like whenever you're you're having discussions about okay, was was this player did he have a problem? Was he a, was he a great leader? Like what are the discussions about personality? And how, how important that is whenever you're bringing a guy in and drafting him? Well, I think it's huge. I mean, you go into that uh, with every player, and you certainly uh, give grades uh, on their character risk. And uh, we, we go in-depth, I would say, you know, at least 25% of the report uh, is based on the guy's character, uh, football character, personal character, on and off the field, uh, all the the, the things that go into the makeup of what a football player is going to be like and what you project him to be like when he gets into the NFL. But it's certainly uh, a big part of the evaluation process when we're uh, taking a look at uh, how he will fit in for the da Dallas Cowboys, what we project him uh, to be like both on and off the field, and uh, uh, certainly a big part of the evaluation. So Kevin and I and, and Mike, whenever we're you know pitching ideas and topics for our show, we like to call Kevin the 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 red team because he tries to shoot bullets in everything that we're trying to say. What? And uh, and so I'm just kind of curious <laughs> who, who's the who's the voice in that room that's like, yeah, but is he this? Is this player this? And and are, are y'all like when are there lots of voices or is there one that's just like, man, I want to know more about this specifically? No, I think it's uh it's a it's throughout the room. I mean, it, it's part of. And I assume we're still on the evaluation of, uh, you know, yes. football and personal character. But, uh, you know, it, it comes out in a big way uh, uh, from the scouts. And, and then the questions uh, come from uh, not only the head coaches, but the coordinators, the position coaches. And then naturally, of course, uh, Will and Jerry and myself 
uh, are all over it as well. And uh, uh, it's just uh, something that, uh, you know, you really you compare them to players in the past who may have had, you know, we, we can go down a laundry list of players who've had, uh, who've had character issues that didn't have high grades in character that went on to be um, very successful. And we've certainly, uh, uh, you know, had had players that, that we've taken a risk on that hadn't worked out. So uh, it is a risk-reward thing, uh, but it's certainly a, a huge part of it, not unlike uh, the medical is. And then certainly you get into, uh, you know, their physical traits, and then you just get into what uh, what type of football player they are. So there's certainly a lot that goes into the uh, final grade. It's the full body of work. Is this the most exhausting offseason that you can recall for yourself and for the Cowboys specifically? Yeah, I think the biggest uh, reason, uh, you know, for uh, – I wouldn't call it exhausting. I'd just call it, hey, it's a – you know, it's a, it's a challenge. It's work. It's, uh, you know, a lot that went into it, mainly because of the unique situation of the last two years with the pandemic and – uh, how it affected the salary cap in terms of uh, not having its natural, uh, you know, uh, if you will, increase uh, each year. Uh, you weren't able to project that. You knew uh, that the cap was not going to be uh, naturally uh, going up uh, as you normally uh, build into your contracts. So consequently, we had to really step back and uh, and be conservative, if you will, in terms of uh, signing extensions to players. Uh, the other thing that played into that for us, obviously, was uh, a new coaching staff with Coach McCarthy coming in. Uh, you want to make sure that the players that you have on the roster, uh, how they're playing, uh, you know, how they fit the schemes, both offensively, defensively, and special teams, uh, how they're going to fit in under the new staff. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, we had to make a quick change on defense, so we had uh, two different uh, uh, coordinators there in two years. So so there were some challenges that aren't normally there, which kept us uh, from, you know, signing extensions to players we might normally would have, as well as having the challenge of having to make some tough decisions because the cap didn't necessarily project as high as we would have thought pre, uh, pre-pandemic. And so uh, therein lied the challenges that uh, uh, we had to work through. So it did create a uh, you know, one of our biggest, uh, I think probably our biggest free agent class, especially uh, players that we feel like were really good football players. So uh, that was our challenge out there. We feel like uh, uh, we did do a good job with it in terms of uh, re-signing for the most part the players uh, uh, that we wanted and felt like we could keep uh, under the current uh, uh, salary cap environment. And uh, I do think that we were able to fill uh, you know, for the most part, we're not done yet in free agency. We'll we'll see what uh, opportunities uh, come up out there. But uh, uh, we feel like we can go into the, the draft pier again and pick uh, the best players on our board. When you say the players that you could keep, I, I've always been fascinated by that because I know every team has a different philosophy. What would you say to the fan base? Because as I'm sure you're aware, a lot of fans are upset about some of their favorite players going away or feeling like the talent level on this team has gone down. What would you say to people who look at the Los Angeles Rams who maybe don't pay as much attention to the long-term cap implications because they're like, we want to win now? I think if we see the player uh, that uh, makes the difference in terms of uh, uh, whether we're going to 
win or lose games, uh, then we're all in on stretching in terms of the salary cap and, and, uh, and, and making something work. I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, when you look at our team last year, uh, we came up short. And although we have some really good football players, you know, from a perception standpoint, we have to make the decision, uh, you know, in collaboration with our coaching staff, in collaboration with our personnel staff, is that good value for your cap dollars. And what that does enable you, you to do, if the right situation comes to you, then you can uh, certainly make that decision and understand completely that there, you know, there's uh, situations out there where our fans, uh, you know, uh, have thoughts as to uh, where they would be spending the cap dollars. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I like uh, the situation that are, that we're in. I think we made some really good decisions and I like where we're headed. Steven, when it comes to depth, where do you like your depth more right now, at the wide receiver position or your offensive line? I mean, you want all the above, uh, if the truth be known. I mean, you look at what happened last year. Uh, certainly Tyron Smith missed games. You had the pandemic situation where Zach missed the game. I mean, uh, you know, the year before we had, you know, a, a handful of injuries that, uh, you know, really uh, put us in a tough situation. And at the same time, you know, you look at receivers and, you know, we had uh, guys missing games there as well. But obviously Gallup uh, missed quite a bit. Uh, uh, CD missed from a concussion standpoint. And then uh, certainly uh, Amari did from a, uh, from a COVID standpoint. So, you know, in, in the right situation, you want to, you know, you want to be able to have guys step up and you need depth uh, in all areas, whether it's via the draft or free agency, you, you hope you get that accomplished. Executive Vice President for the Cowboys, Stephen Jones, join us here on the KNC Masterpiece. You're home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. And as we're looking at the draft, we're you know, a couple weeks away here getting really excited about it. Do you have a, do you have a good feel for the price to trade up? And is there like a logical target you would like to aim for? I just think, uh, uh, you know, you, you do have a feel in terms of the historic uh, values that it takes to, to move up certain spots. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, in, in the first round, is, uh, you know, in particular, uh, to move up, you're going to be giving up, uh, you know, a really good football player. You're going to be going, uh, you know, one player for two. So it's got to be worth it. Uh, there are certainly players that we're very interested in uh, uh, as you move up. But we also know that this draft is uh, probably deeper than it's been in years because of the because uh, of the COVID years, uh, players were allowed. A lot of guys stayed in school and made the most of it, and have gotten themselves. They moved from a, uh, you know, from a, a late uh, undraftable player to a, a very much a draftable player. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that we have to consider, but we're certainly uh, uh, always uh, open-minded to uh, uh, moving up if the right uh, player in the right situation's there. Any particular positions y'all have got the sense that this deepest drafter, this draft is deeper than other positions? I think there's a great group of, uh, of uh, defensive linemen in this draft, as well as a great group of receivers. They seem to uh, seems to be pretty deep uh, in both places, and uh, certainly those are places that, uh, and now us in particular, after losing Amari uh, and said that uh, uh, you know to to add some. Uh, uh, a skill set there to add a player there that would uh, could help us win football games 
And then at the same time, you never have enough defensive linemen, as we all know. And so uh, those are great places for there to be a lot of depth. And there's also, I think, some unique players in this draft uh, at both spots as well. So uh, it's been very interesting in the, you know, in our draft preparation, seeing uh, who might be there and who might can uh, help us and uh, where we think the strength is. But, uh, you know, this time last year, we, uh, man, got to be honest, uh, we didn't necessarily think, uh, we weren't thinking Mike at this point, uh, 10 mm. days, uh, two weeks away from the draft. So uh, you just have to really uh, do your homework. You have to really prepare, knowing that you uh, never know what situation you're going to be presented with, and you certainly want to have done your work up and down the board. And Stephen Broadus and I were talking Friday, and we were having just kind of a discussion about the offensive line. And I think one of the things that that I kind of missed last year was maybe nastiness on the offensive line, and like just just real gritty, nasty offensive linemen. And I'm kind of curious. We we've kind of pinned guard as the spot. What are you What are you looking for in a in a guard whenever you're looking for the entire package there? Well, Zach Martin is the perfect. <laughs> Example of a guy who, another guy who wasn't on our, uh, really on our mind. If you would ask us a week before the draft started, we had four or five defensive players we really liked in the draft and really thought we were leaning more toward defense. And those guys went off the board and and, and fairly quick order right in front of us. And uh, then you have a guy who's a, a dominant guard type like Zach. But if you find me another Zach Martin, I agree with you. I'd take that. Uh, all day long. The other thing, uh, you know, to me that's interesting is uh, the versatility of these offensive linemen are important too. As we all know, Zach's very capable of playing tackle if we needed him to. Uh, There's not a doubt in my mind he could move in and play center if we needed him to. Now, uh, he's one of the premier guards playing right guard. You don't want to, you know, you really don't want to sacrifice uh, knowing what you have there as a dominant uh, player in the NFL and Zach Martin. But if you were to draw one up, uh, I, I'd just say uh, go look at Zach Martin. And you you were mentioning some defensive players. You can blink twice if it was Aaron Donald. <laughs> we were we had him uh, right there. And, of course, you're talking about two of the greatest players at their positions and Aaron Donald and uh, Zach Martin. But, yeah, I, you got to say if you were going to draw up a three-technique uh, in the NFL, he's got to be one of the best to ever play the position. Now, I know we'll get the opportunity to talk with you again on Friday. I am curious. You, we were kind of joking about it earlier is there are players that fans would like to spend their money on and and everything like that in terms of the salary cap. How, how much are you maybe on social media or how much are you in tune with the perception of Cowboys fans when it comes to the offseason? Because as I'm sure you can probably guess, this has been a frustrating offseason for a lot of Cowboys fans, myself included. Well, I don't think you ever win the Super Bowl in the offseason. Uh, I think it's a full body of work, what you put together over time, and uh, I certainly appreciate that. I mean, uh, the biggest thing of all is, uh, you know, is it's been a long time since uh, we have won a championship, and no one appreciates that more than myself, than Jerry. Uh, than the people in this organization that we, you know, you've got to get over the hump. At the same time, we didn't last year with that uh, same group of players. And, you know, sometimes uh, you let a player move on and it allows other players to step up uh, in even a bigger role. And uh, whether that's a C.D. Lamb or a Michael Gallup, uh, I know, uh, you know, Amari was a great player for us. uh, But this, uh, you know, might allow uh, uh, certainly – 
CD and, and, and Michael to step up and, and play an even bigger role, and who knows what their upside may be. So, uh, you know, there's a same thing with uh, Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, uh, you know, we hated to lose uh, uh, Randy. We w went down to the wire with him, but at the same time, you look at production, you look at uh, what Dorrance Armstrong's done, uh, you know, he's, he's right there from a production standpoint, uh, you know, with Randy. So uh, I just feel good about where our football team is. I think we'll, uh, we'll be a better team, and I, I think we can take the next step. Appreciate your time very much, good sir. As we get closer and closer to the draft, we'll catch up with you again on Friday. Thank you, guys. Great being on.